Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Relatable Voice podcast. On today's episode, we are on the road heading to Lakeland, Florida to speak to Rick Curtis. Rick is an author and has recently published his first book entitled Stratagem. Welcome, Rick. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, I was looking forward to talking with you. So, Rick, I'm currently in Miami. So what part of Florida do you live in? Is in Lakeland? Yes, it is. Absolutely. And Lakeland is very close to, I think, St. Pete, or am I wrong? No, you are actually correct. It is uh, close to St. Petersburg. It's about maybe 35, 40 minutes away. Wow, you live close to paradise. (laughs) (laughs) So you are originally from Illinois. That is correct. And what made you move to Florida? And also, what made you stay here? Well, this is basically um, the retirement capital. So (laughs) I guess this is retirement for me. So I love the weather and can never get any bad weather. And um, the people are awesome. So I absolutely love it. So this is for me, this retirement for me. I think it's just so amazing to be able to live where you choose. Absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. And you worked in finance for 10 years. How did you get into writing? Well, um, it's weird because, you know, ever since I was young, my, my mother and father, they always told me about, um, they always told me about expanding my mind and writing things down that I thought, and, you know, it's kind of just putting that out there and I was reluctant to do it. So I was actually nervous for the longest to do it. Cause I thought maybe people will laugh at me or say, Oh no, it's no good. And I finally told myself, you know what, get over that fear and just actually put your thoughts on paper and write it and just see what happens. So I, I did it. And what really made me just push forward and do it. I listened to James Cameron and um, and I listened to how he came about coming up with uh, with the Terminator movie. And he had a dream and he ended up writing it out where, you know, it basically was talking about, well, what if a machine went back in time and did something? He ended up writing it and it became a phenomenal movie. So my book stratagem that I did, it was actually a dream that I had. And I woke up and just started jotting some of it down. And I got the, I had basically a outline of it. Then I put the rest of it together and it just came together and became something really, really special. Yeah. And I was reading your reviews and you got very good reviews. Actually, I think it must have a lot of action. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely, I figured cause most, uh, what really made me do a lot of it cause I would complain 
a whole lot about movies I would watch and how they were so predictable and, you know, books I would read, how everything was so predictable, where basically, you know, it starts off one way, the middle, we know what's going to happen. And by the end, we know who the hero is. And I said, man, I'm so tired of things I can predict all the time. So um, I was told, well, why don't you do something about it? Why don't you make something that's not predictable? So I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and do that. And um, so with Stratagem, I made it where you just cannot predict it. And I wanted a lot of action that you can actually follow and go along on a journey with, um, you know, with the actual story. And, and that's actually what was accomplished. So I was really excited just to see how you could go through a journey and think you're going to go one direction and then boom, it makes a complete left turn. And once you think you've got that figured out, it ends in a totally different way where it still ends where you're just completely, you know, um, flabbergasted and mouth is to the floor going, wow, I can't believe that that happened. So I wanted that response. And so far by all of the different, um, all of the different captions that everyone's wrote about it and everything that they are saying is pretty succinct down the road where they're going, you know what? Wow. I couldn't predict it. It was very good. It was very exciting. So just to see that type of feedback is really, really encouraging. Wow, I can imagine. And you published this book in August 2021. Yes. What about this story? Can you tell us? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So basically, it starts off instantly. As soon as, as, soon as the story starts, then the young man, which his name is uh, Relic now. So Relic and his, and his girlfriend, Nozair, then they're leaving. And as soon as they leave, they witness a crime. So it starts off with nothing but action. So as soon as they're leaving from, they're just going out and they're going to leave and boom, they witness a crime. And as soon as they witness the crime, well, the corporate who committed the crime spotted them. So they instantly start off on the run. They're trying to escape this corporate that they saw uh, commit a crime. So through the whole journey, everywhere they go, it almost seems like the guy is one step ahead of them. And every time they get somewhere, it seems like the guy is already waiting on them and they got to escape again. And then once they get somewhere else, he's already there and they got to escape again. And then right when you think that they may have gotten away and everything's figured out, it takes a complete turn and it reveals who the corporate is, who's chasing them or what's really going on. And that's where sort of the story really starts at, because it takes you on a journey where you think it's predictable and you think, okay, we figured it out. But then it completely stops and it shows, let me show you who really is a corporate. And that's when the story really, really takes off. But it's just nothing but action with them trying to get away from someone. And then it ends up turning you around and say, wait a minute, who's this person trying to get away from? And oh, my God, no wonder he's always one step ahead of them. So it, it sort of just takes you through a whole entire journey where they go to a friend's house and once they get there, then the friends get attacked. Then they leave from that place and another person get attacked. Then they're inside of the car trying to escape. And that's when they get a whole reveal of who's trying to attack everyone. And it just mouth hits the floor. And everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe what I just read. So that's the, and, and it's like, and I can't give it away because if I tell what it is, then you will know the whole entire story. But it, it is so, it, it is just so much energy and action going through it that it makes you turn the page because it starts off with nothing but action it literally starts off they're leaving they see a crime 
and they start running. And that's how the book starts. Like I can see it becoming a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's what it's, yeah. We, we put that out to where um, it's in different individuals' hands to see if it's going to be made into a movie or into potentially a series. So um, it takes a while for those things, which I found out, but um, it, it's really going well. I'm getting a lot of great feedback from it. And um, yeah, just trying to see where it keeps leading to. Um, and, and that's that's something that I, I just love, the unpredictability of it. And everyone that's talked to me, that's all that they continue to say. They say, I had no idea what was going to happen. And it completely is unpredictable. And to see that type of feedback just encourages me to continue doing more stories. Yes, absolutely. What about stratagem number two? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Oh, now I've already got that book um, written. So I just have to finish, probably just clean it up a little bit. But what I also wanted to do, because most movies or books or things, when you see a series and once they go to a part two, it never really continues the story. It sort of takes another turn and you say, wow, I wonder what happened. So what I did with part two is it literally picks up exactly where part one ends. So, so as soon as part two picks up, it takes off right from where part one ends at, but it gives you a little bit of backstory on what happened in part one, but then it flows right into part two. So it literally, it never misses a beat. It flows right into part two. And now what happens is everything that you already know happened in part one. Now I take it on another turn in part two, where now everything that you think that you already know about it is completely wrong and it goes in another direction. So it's such a journey where every time you think you figured something out, I take another turn with it because I knew that Devil's Type, those are the type movies I enjoy and I like things that really make you think. And anytime you can just predict it right off the front, it, it makes it really a blase story where, okay, first five minutes, I figured it out. This is one where you have to keep turning the pages where it compels you to figure out what's really going to happen. Me too. I love this kind of movies. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it reminds me about Homeland. I don't know. Yes. It, but it's like, oh my gosh, what is going on next? Oh, <laughs> please, but it's not. <laughs> Now, and what I also wanted to do, something that was really key for it, I wanted to make it where it was a thriller and not gory. You know, I, I, did, I wanted to make it where through the whole entire time you're reading it, you can think through it and see it, but there's not gore. You never really see the violence. You kind of read it and you find out things, but it's up to your own interpretation. Because I wanted to make it where adults can read it, younger people can read it, and it just takes you on a full journey where it's basically enough where everyone can get in on it and actually enjoy it. And it's not something that's super gory or, or I want it to be more, more methodical and thought provoking and where everyone can enjoy the actual journey of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love this idea. And Rick, you are so creative. You are also a drummer. 
Yes. <laughs> and also have been a drum instructor and you mm -hmm. even have a studio in your house to create music. Yes. So how would you describe your musical style? Oh man, it just now, uh-oh, let me make sure that I got it. Yes, yes, this is correct. I absolutely love music. That's something that's been a part of me forever. I think that's a part of creativity as well. So um, um, I love like, you know, Latin percussion and different sounds and different genres of music. So I try to blend everything together um, just so that just so people can enjoy it. You know, I, I like to bring people together. So that's a real relaxing thing for me where I get to sit in my studio, uh, make some music, record things and actually play all the instruments. So um, I feel like that's a musician where you get to play the instruments and and uh, really be creative with it. So for me, that's just fun. That is just 100 percent fun. And growing up in a household with, um, you know, with with people that's instrumental and musical, that's basically where it comes from. So creativity is in your blood. Yes. <laughs> and never a dull moment, always doing something. <laughs> uh -huh. And what are your biggest musical inspirations? Oh, man, I would say um, back when I was younger, I would listen to like, you know, Stevie Wonder and Herbie Hancock and, you know, and uh, Tito Puente on the Timbales that I would listen to back when I was younger. And um and and just all of all of those great musicians. I really Sheila E was probably just huge for me, listening to her play with Prince and and um all of those things, just listen to real musicians do things really, really um I took to that and um just all the old school things of the musicianship and you know, even to Michael J Jackson with how he would choreograph and put things together, just watching those geniuses at work doing things. Um, and I tried to blend all of that, you know, so I would take something from the jazz era, the rock era, the, the R&B, just all types of different and lots of Latin. And you put all of that together and it just seems like it's absolutely, you know, it's an explosion because you're mixing genres together that most people aren't really trying to mix. And I think that's another way of bringing people together. Mm -hmm. And have you tried Bossa Nova? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just that, just that whole, the tempo of it, you know, that, that whole tempo of it is just so, it's, it's refreshing and it's also got a lot of passion with it. And you can, it's absolutely phenomenal. So any of those, you know, just rhythmic things where you could just really, really yeah, samba, Bossa Nova, all of that type stuff is just, is so phenomenal and and when you blend that together with a lot of other genres and try to meld them in again like i always say I, I think that that's a language that everyone can speak exactly you should put one of your creations on spotify <laughs> <laughs> uh oh see now i got an idea Rick, it's so refreshing to meet someone who doesn't use social media because I was searching you on social media and <laughs> find you. So what keeps yeah. you from participating in this world? Well, the reason why I don't use uh, social media is that I basically I enjoy um, actually meeting people and doing things with them and actually seeing them. And, uh, and I feel like a lot of the world, we've lost touch. We've lost a lot of touch with doing things personally. 
and everything is now social media. So I'm I'm a little old fashioned where I actually like to shake a hand. I like to go out and drive to places, meet people face to face. And I wanted to see, see how something can grow organically. So I, I know that very simply I can post a lot of things and put a lot of stuff out, but then I'll lose that, that touchability, you know, that being able to really see a human being. So I wanted to make it where I was more mysterious, where it's like, who is that person? You know, I want to meet that person where it becomes, I actually do want to sit down with them and talk with them to see their thoughts um, because then it, it, it's more intriguing to me. So I feel like if you can see everything about a person, every moment of the day, at every single, you know, at every single time, there's no more intrigue of actually sitting down and talking with them or getting to know them personally. So that's why I personally chose um, not to do the social media myself. And, um, and everyone's told me, Rick, it's going to be harder for you to put things out there. And I say, you know what? I believe when you have something that's good, people will see it, they'll know it, they'll read it, and it will grow organically. I, was, I didn't want to do an exponential growth. I want it to be something like almost a hidden secret of, hey, have you read that book? Have you, do you, so it's more of a word of mouth and people are spreading it around and it's growing phenomenally without any social media. And to me, that's just phenomenal. Whereas um, I know a lot of people then they really post a lot of stuff and they push very hard, but I wanted to do something where people have influenced or read it themselves and say, wow, I really like that. And they will pass it along. Mm-hmm. So that was more of my goal and my angle. I wanted to do something where organically it could really grow. And I just want to see if I could do something old fashioned and see how great it would really grow. And so far it's been doing fantastic for me. Yes, I saw that you were doing, you were doing great. Because I checked your book on Amazon and I saw that the reviews and people are really liking it. And I agree with you. We spend a lot of time on social media. I realize you do not use social media. How can our listeners find you? And of course, your book. Yes, it's on. I mean, it's pretty much everywhere. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. um, There's Booktopia. It's even Target, which that was very surprising. Um, eBay. So basically, if you type in my name, Rick E. Cuts, um, which is Rick, my middle initial E and last name Cuts, C-U-T-T-S, it pops up everywhere. Or if they put in the book Stratagem, S-T-R-A-T-A-G-E-M, by Rick E. Cuts, that will pop up as well. And, and that's really where I go, because I like to see the feedback from individuals on how they respond to the book and what they like about it. And also like doing personal meetings. So I would I like going out to do book signings at places or show up at actual events and meet the people for real. I want to meet people for real and actually see them face to face so that they get to see the real person. I think that that's just a that's a way that's almost being lost. And so many have just went only the social media way where they're losing the personal touch. And I really don't want to lose that personal touch. Yes, and I hope this pandemic we just like get rid of it soon. <laughs> so Rick, it was such a pleasure to speak with you. Absolutely, I feel the same. You are awesomely pleasant. And I'm so honored that you even invited me to, to be on the show with you. Um, and I felt nothing but just so much genuine. Um, genuine just enthusiasm and just everything through the interview. I understand why your success is where it's at. 
because of the caliber of person that you are and the great um, and the and the great joy and passion that you put with your with your craft. So I already know that the success the success that you actually have is all warranted due to your work ethic and how you are as a person. And I'm very appreciative that you even allowed me to be a part of it. Oh, I ain't come almost crying. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.